And the moment you're a leader or a business owner, our job is to look at the longer term, right? We should be looking a year to five years out, not being stuck in the day-to-day. We need to be looking at the bigger picture, doing that strategy and what's the future look like for our business. And then the more we start doing that, the less time we have for those those little things. So short-term pain, yes, there is no lie there. It's going to take time to, to train someone into your way. That's the reality. But here's the thing. If you hire someone that's good at whatever piece you need to do, you only have to train them into your way. You don't have to train them to do the thing. Hey, it's Chuck here, and I'm so glad that you're listening to this episode. And I just want to take this quick moment right now to let you know about our free collaborators toolkit. And this episode is all about partnership and collaboration. And our guests share many resources, tools, and things that you can use to make collaboration and partnership easier in your business. So if you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, this free Collaborators Toolkit is gonna contain the best resources from our workshops as well as contributions from our guests. And these tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for, and they're gonna help you to solve everyday business challenges and access highly effective ideas that can help and grow your business exponentially. I know they've helped me and I know they're gonna help you as well. And the best part about these tools is that they're completely free. And our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to the show. So you can get access to all of the resources contained inside the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting the website at www.collaboratorsunite.com toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com toolkit. Go ahead and register today, get access to all the resources, and I'm going to see you on the inside. Now, here's the episode. Hello, everyone. Chuck Anderson here, and welcome back to the Creative Collaboration Show. This is a show all about how to grow, scale your business, uh, and uh, and with a theme of collaboration. And you know, one of the things that uh, we firmly believe here is that your business will not grow if you're going to insist on doing everything yourself. So we're all about collaboration and working with others as a way to take your idea and scale that the way you know that it can. Now, so many of us classify ourselves as solopreneurs. And look, let's face it, there's only so much that you can do by yourself. And there's going to reach a point where you're going to want to either have partners or start to build a team around you. And if you've ever thought about building a team, uh, or maybe you've already started a team and 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 uh, and you're kind of growing that team and uh, getting into the management of that team, you're going to love today's guest. Because today I have Lisa Wilson with me, and she is an expert on these things. And she's going to tell us all about uh, what uh, she knows about managing a team, her years of experience in HR, and just 
a lot of other things, including uh, writing a book, which we'll talk about uh, mm -hmm. her book a little bit later as well. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Excellent. Well, I know we've been looking forward to this. And, you know, um, so I did kind of like the light introduction. So uh, now you can do the more in-depth introduction of yourself, because I, I'm always careful. I don't want to give details and make stuff up. So uh, tell everybody a little bit more about your story and, and, you know, and tie that in, you know, what's who you are and, and this uh, whole idea of managing and building teams. Sure. So I will give you what I do right now. And that is I am a leadership coach, a human resources consultant and a mediator. And I help leaders in small to medium sized businesses get the best from their teams. When the leaders are showing up well, the team will show up well, and you'll go to heights you just didn't even imagine you could go to. I came to this through human resources, actually. I worked in human resources right out of, right out of university. It's so what I took in university, got right into it, and I just worked for some really great companies and then worked for some not-so-great ones. And the working for the not so great ones really rocked my confidence, really rocked um, just my thought about leadership and, and what I knew. And I, for the longest time after that, I always knew after my last job, I was going to go into business for myself. I'd already taken the coaching training. I was doing the business on the side. I was ready to get into it. And three years at this company, just I couldn't even think about leadership. And so that's why, that's really what pushed me, even though I couldn't do it for a while, it's really now what's pushing me to go, you know what, I don't want anybody else to experience that ever. And that really means that as leaders, we need to step up and really be consistent with what our message is, because anything else just confuses people and it's really hard for them to live in it. So now that's really pushing me to, to get this out there to help the leaders really stand in what they're supposed to be doing, because sometimes we step in the role, we have no idea. Um, and I know you mentioned it, and I've just written a book. I started a course uh, a few years ago, and then I wrote a book about the course, just giving you what I call the roots of leadership. So four things, if you're solid in, then you're going to be okay in your leadership role. Wow, amazing. So, you know, natural follow-up to all of this, because I know you work with small to medium businesses. What are you hearing? Like, what are, what are some of the problems that uh, they're coming to you with uh, in terms of uh, their team building? You know, so, sometimes I would imagine it's team, you know, starting a team, yeah. uh, building a team, especially if you don't have a lot of experience building a team. And then there can be some issues with uh, the overall management. So what are you hearing the most? What are business owners saying to you when they come in your door? Uh, so there's lots of different things, but one of the things I hear the most is, can I say that? Mm. We live in this world now where everyone is worried about hurting someone's feelings and we're, we're stepping so away from what needs to be said. And yes, you can say that. Look, with some rules, <laughs> with some rules, you know, it, as long as you're not being disrespectful, you're not calling someone names. And as long as what you're about to say is in line with your mission, your vision, and your values for your company, if it's all in, if all of that's in line and you've thought through what you're going to say before you just blurt it, then yeah, you can say that. But so many people are not, and they're thinking the problem's going to go away. It will not. 
So as leaders, yeah, that that difficult employee, go deal with them. As much as you might mess it up, doesn't matter. Messing it up, making the wrong choice, messing it up, you can go back and apologize. But if you sit back and do nothing, the problem just compounds and compounds and compounds. And I and half of the problems I see are people that come to me after they've let it go for months or sometimes years. I was called in to coach someone who they let someone misbehave basically at this com- company for 11 years. And now we're asking this manager to deal with them. He's the, oh, that's wow. 11 years of poor behavior. Like that's too long. That's too long. Mm-hmm. Like even a couple of months. So I think that's the biggest thing that they come to me with is, you know, can I say that? Am, am I allowed to say that? Where I guess at the end of the day, it's what's my role. And when I break it down, I have a couple of things. I My definition of leadership is that someone that models, teaches, creates, and develops a commitment to personal responsibility. I'm going to say that one again, because it's a big mouthful. But so my definition of leadership is someone that models, teaches, creates, and develops a commitment to personal responsibility. So you show up with your personal responsibility intact, and you make sure everyone else is holding themselves personally accountable so that the whole team is then mutually accountable. That doesn't mean that we're perfect and we get everything done on time. It does mean, though, that if I start to see that, uh oh, I'm not going to make a deadline, I'm going to go let the person who's waiting for me know that I'm not going to make the deadline. So that's one of the big ones. Um, And then the other piece is just knowing that you are the keeper of your culture. So if you are the leader, you keep that culture. And, And if you're not handling the person who's stepping outside the culture, then your culture is going to be lost. So you control it. We control it the way any other place controls culture by telling stories. We celebrate all the wins and, you know, that's how we do it. And when someone's not following the culture, we go deal with them and uh, not berating them. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. It just means they're stepping out of line in one way and we bring them back in line. Yeah. Handling that in a way and hopefully in a very positive way that's going yeah. to solve the problem and and also send a message, you know, positive message to the rest of the team. Uh, so that's no longer an issue. And you, I can completely see the issue with letting that go for 11 years and how that <laughs> not only affects the relationship with that team member, but how that affects all the other team members as well, because if the rules don't apply to that one, well, then they don't apply to me either. And so, so you can end up with a very dysfunctional team. What would you say, you know, what's, what's the obstacle, what's holding them back from dealing with it? I mean, there, obviously there's a fear or a concern or maybe some unclarity there, uh, but you know, and and also, what are the consequences of doing it wrong? So to to not deal with a team member that is not performing, you know, what what is what's holding them back from doing that? So I think what's holding them back initially is Brene Brown puts this really well, and you and I just talked about both having read her Dare to Lead book. She puts it really well in the book, or at least the audiobook. She says when leaders step into the role. They don't know, and this is from her research, they don't know how they provide value to the company anymore. So I loved reading that and I put it in my own context. And my own context was this. The moment I stepped into a leadership role, I was busy all day. I was running from this thing and that thing. And I was, you know, constantly making decisions. I was exhausted at the end of the day. And I had nothing to hold in my hand that I had completed. No spreadsheet, no part, no, like nothing at the end of the day. You walk away at the end of the day and you're like, what the heck was I doing all day? 
And so for me, that's the, that's the first thing is then, and then realizing, well, what did I do all day? I guided my team all day. I guided both the team I was leading. So the people that reported to me, and I also sat on the management team. So I worked with them to make sure that we were all in the same boat, right? Like we were all doing the same thing. We were all consistent in our message and consistent in our approach. And that takes a lot of work. So that, and that's your role now. It's not the spreadsheet anymore. The other thing I'm often saying to leaders is, if you are doing all the work, you're not leading. You don't have then time to lead. And there's no way your team is going to be a functioning as a unit if you aren't spending time checking in with the team. So if you're still, if your head's in the spreadsheet 100% of the time, you're not leading. You should be doing at least 50% less work than of like what we'll, we'll just like quote unquote work. Um, than the rest of your team. It just is because you need the time to lead. You need the time to look at the bigger picture. And and are the, some of them not taking that time? Like they're too busy tasking in the business to really, so like managing the team sort of like becomes secondary or something yeah. you fit in when you have time versus yeah. doing it proactively or really making that your your primary focus. Yes, yeah. And that is what's because a lot of them are shocked when I say it to them. I had one. So one was a lawyer and she's working in a firm and she's the leader. And she has as many cases or as many clients as her team. And I was like, that's not possible. And she said, why? I said, because you have performance reviews to do and you have check-ins to do and you should be there when your team is struggling. And if you have the same number of clients as they do, you're not doing any of that. There's no way you're doing it unless you're just so much more efficient with the clients, which I doubt. And she was like, well, no, I'm not. And I said, then you should have at least like 50% of what they have, at least half, because your tasks are to keep that team in line. And she like, it was, it was mind boggling to her that I would say that mm. it was absolutely. And somebody else, I've, it just comes up all the time. I just gave the course again recently and someone came back in and she said, you know, I had all this guilt for not doing the work and you just took it away by saying, no, you're doing the right things by being the leader, by checking in, by giving the work to your team, by it's, you are looking at the big picture, not the day-to-day. You're just clearing the, clearing the way so that your team can get the day-to-day done. But if you're never looking at the big picture, you don't know what's getting in their way. Mm-hmm. I think this is something that that you describe that happens with business owners uh, so often, especially people who start their own business and, you know, they classify themselves or call themselves solopreneurs. Nobody's really a solopreneur because uh, we we have to involve others at some point. um, And so nothing's really done alone, but Mm -hmm. you're, you, there's this initial phase where you roll up your sleeves and you're doing the work and maybe the majority of the work is being done by you. And then to transition into now letting go of some of those things and having those things done by others. But we're, we're still in that mindset and we're still in that, um, in the habit of our measuring our productivity by how much stuff we got done. And is that kind of what's happening here? And yes, totally. And actually, I created a course. I didn't share this with you, but I did create a course after because I'm in so many groups and networking groups with solopreneurs. I created a course called Solopreneur to CEO. And I haven't put it out there very much yet, but um, 
but it's in existence. And it was basically that is, is the problem with the, the term is people didn't like the term CEO, but that is what you need to become. We're solopreneurs. Even if you're still on your own, you need to start thinking like a chief, op, a chief executive officer, and you need to treat your company like it already is a large company in order for it to get to be larger. Um, and the basics of the course was first was mindset. Like, why aren't you bringing people in? Why aren't you hiring? And we'll work, work through that, what the fears are. And then the second piece would be the practical of it. Cause my background is HR. So this is what it looks like. Here's how you do an interview. Here's how you get, um, you know, how you find whatever it is that you're looking for. Here's how you plan who your first hire is. But we do, we get so stuck in that mindset of, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And, um, and there were, there were five things that came up over and over. I actually did interviews with, with a bunch of people who had hired a VA and some of them kept them. Some of them didn't. Time was a big thing that people thought, well, I don't want to put the time in the short term to train somebody to do what I'm already doing, but that's not our job. Again, the moment you're a leader or a business owner, our job is to look at the longer term, right? We should be looking a year to five years out, not being stuck in the day to day. We need to be looking at the bigger picture, doing that strategy and what's the future look like for our business. And then the more we start doing that, the less time we have for those those little things. So short-term pain, yes, there is no lie there. It's going to take time to, to train someone into your way. That's the reality. But here's the thing. If you hire someone that's good at whatever piece you need to do, you only have to train them into your way. You don't have to train them to do the thing. So say you hire a bookkeeper, maybe it takes me an hour at the end of the month to do my bookkeeping. Do you know how long it's going to take a bookkeeper? 15 minutes. It's going to take them 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> because they are so much better at it than I am because it's not my thing. I'm a coach, right? So so thinking about it in that terms, yes, there will be some short-term pain where you have to walk them through, okay, this is how I've been doing things and where they say, okay, I'm going to clean some things up where we're going to do it this way or, you know, teach you a better way of doing things possibly. But there is that that next level of, okay, somebody, and, and again, they know more than you do. So you got to listen to them. Mm -hmm. I say this to so so-called solopreneurs all the time. And it's like, mm -hmm. look, if, what was your goal? For and reason for starting the business? Was it to give yourself a job uh, doing all these things? And if yes, by all means, keep doing that. It, it, it yeah. brings you joy. It's it's serving its purpose. But if most of them, I would say, have a bigger goal in mind, they have a bigger vision, there was, there was an impact they want to have on the world, and therefore they started this business and, and they're trying very hard to grow it. And I love what you just said, but I love this whole idea of from solopreneur to CEO. I think it's yeah. a, a brilliant idea because that's that's the mindset shift that has to happen, right? <laughs> like yeah. we have to start thinking bigger. Uh, if you want to work in your business, go ahead and work in your business and be happy yeah. with doing that. But if you have a bigger picture in mind, uh, and I like the idea of doing it now, like doing it right yeah. away, because um starting to treat your business like an executive right now, you're going to very quickly discover what's missing, yes. right? What's missing? Like what systems yeah. are not there? What key roles are not there? What's not getting done? And what's 
what are what are all the things that are either not in place or in place that are keeping you busy and keeping you small because you're doing all of these things and so yeah. so very quickly you get to discover what isn't there yes yeah and the best part of that about that too is if you don't know you can hire a business manager and they'll tell you what's missing so there's people there's literally people out there doing absolutely everything you might need for your company so I have friends who are VAs and I have a, there's a woman I work with, she runs a VA company and she's got literally people with any skill set you want. And there's others where there's another VA, it's a, she has her own business, but she's not a VA. She calls herself a, a VA and I should say a virtual assistant when I say that, in case people don't know what a VA is, but she's more of a business manager where she's looking at the whole picture. So she is doing some virtual assistant work. So she'll, you know, send out your email for the week. She'll do those kind of things and get into the details, make sure you've got good picture and you're branded well and, and all of those things. But she's also looking at when are you sending out emails and, and what are you putting out? And, and do you have a plan for the year of which, you know, what are you marketing? What's, you know, are you wanting to speak more than what we should be doing this? So she's looking at the whole of your company as well as doing some of the work. So there's someone, there literally is someone out there for anything that you need. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to someone who is still in that solopreneur phase and they don't have a team yet and they're hoping that one day when I reach this level of success, I will maybe yes. possibly one day have a team. Uh, what would you say to that person? Because uh, do you, you know, is there a threshold where uh, now they should start looking at a team, but for now they continue doing everything themselves or, or like what really, what's that pathway from, uh, from where they are now to actually having a team doing the work for them? So I would say this, the answer to when you're going to have the team is it's a financial decision. So the reason VAs are great is that they run their own companies and you can have them work for as little as five hours a month. So you can start slow and just pass a few things off. And then you get into the flow of doing that. And I assure you, there is this relief once you do that. Uh, my first VA, I was on vacation and I got home to an email and everything was done. She had just, my whole week was done. And it was stuff that used to take me hours at the end of the week. And she just, she had it done by the time I got back. And I had trained her. I went on vacation, came back, it was all done. It was unbelievable. And it was an unbelievably relieving feeling because we always have that little nagging thought at the back of our head. So so first start small because it's financial. It's always our financial worries. So start small. But I will say, um, know who you are and what you're doing. So one of the first things we do in marketing is we set our brand. We say who we are as in our brand. Well, take that brand and turn it into how you're going to treat the people that work for you and what that looks like. Because whatever you put out there as your brand needs to be who you are on the inside. So as you start to, as you put that out there, think about how that turns into people working for you. What does that look like inside your company? And when you're really clear on that, then it's so much easier to bring people in because it's a really concise answer. So um, today, Chuck, when you asked me, okay, tell me about who you are, I can give it to you in two sentences. I do leadership coaching, I do HR consulting, and I'm a mediator. And I work with small to medium-sized businesses. 
I'm very clear on that, all of those things, right? The clearer you are on that, the easier it is for a VA, a bookkeeper, less so, but for all of them to step in and understand how they're going to help you. Maybe a marketing person, so much easier when you're clear and you've, you're um, very clear on where you're headed, be easier for them to pick it up too. So that's kind of the first step is just be clear on who you are, why you're here, then they can step in and then start small. You're going to find that the moment you give a little bit away, the relief that comes when that one thing that just annoys you to tears to get it done every week, you're just going to find it so much better. So, so the theme of our show, Lisa, is collaboration, and we really want to inspire uh, entrepreneurs and especially solopreneurs to stop doing everything themselves. So we start collaborating, start to look for people to work with. And I think building a team is that that first form of collaboration that is it's your next stepping stone to growth. Obviously, there's different types of collaboration that you can collaborate with uh, other companies and other business owners and you can get a business partner, all of those kinds of things. But a team, uh, those, those are the those are your collaborators. Those are the people that you're uh, working with. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about management. We've talked a little bit about starting a team, even if you think your your business is too small to start mm-hmm. a team. I I would challenge that because if you can start with a a virtual assistant at um, five hours a month. And I love your suggestion of just like starting to offload a few of those tasks uh, to to uh, to them and just get started, just get started with that. So, you know, uh, I always say that clarity is power, right? The more yeah. clear you can be about your next step forward, uh, the more likely you are to solve whatever challenge you're having right now. and not only that, but to have a plan going forward so that, you know, you you don't lose that clarity so that you're always with that clarity. And I think the best way to, to get clarity is to work with a coach. And so I would highly recommend people collaborate with you and reach out to you for that kind of help. So if you're struggling with, do I build, is now the right time to build a team? Or I'm having this trouble with a team member. What do I do? Um do I have everything in place to be able to grow this team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And not and pretend to be an expert about that because I'm not, Lisa is. And so Lisa, uh, what what's the typical, you know, front door to your business? How do people uh, reach you? Do they, do you do like consultations or do you, what, what is the, what is the the thing that you do? So I usually do a free 20 minute call to start and make sure that I'm the right person for you. But because I've had people call and they're looking for something very different. And then I usually have someone that I've collaborated with at some point that I can say, you know what, I'm not the person to start with. So I usually start with a 20 minute call. Um, And probably actually the best way right now, because we're speaking so much about hiring is I have a um, page on my website. It's free eBooks. So if you go to lmwcoaching.ca forward slash free dash books, there's uh, an actual ebook in there called Hiring Success and another one called Hiring a Virtual Assistant. So it'll walk you through those things. So if you're not ready to make that call right away, go and read those. It's really helpful. It gives, I'm very practical in the way I do things. So it's very practical. It's very step-by-step approach on how you're going to hire someone and things you need to be aware of. Because I think that's part of what scares people too. 
that's probably the easiest and best way to start is is that and you can get to um you can book an appointment with me it's on all of my social media so you can i'm i'm assuming they'll be in the in the uh in the notes. Well, I was just going to say that we're going to put all your links there in. So if you're listening to this on a podcast, check the show notes because all of the links are there right there. If you're watching this on video, they're right beneath the video in the description. All of the links are there. And so that just makes it easy. Just go in there and click the link. And you can see Lisa's very easy to talk to. So I know it's going to be time well spent. And, uh, you know, I, I think you're going to be in good hands uh, if if you do reach out. And I strongly encourage you to do that. So Lisa, this has been amazing. There's been some really good content here. Uh, but before we kind of wrap up, I mean, one of the things that I always say is that, you know, our businesses never grow beyond the extent that we grow ourselves. And mm-hmm. so personal development uh, has always been a big part of my journey. And so I always want to ask a couple of things. But first, I know that you've written a book, right? And yes, so I, I would love to hear a little bit more about your book. Sure. So the uh, it actually comes out next year. So it comes out um, January 10th, 2023, in case you're listening to this after, <laughs> after that time. Uh, it's called Leading with Ease. And what it was is I shared that I worked for a really not so great company, but I'd started out with some really awesome companies. And while most people have the story of this is how I got to where I am, mine is more, I started out really great and then went to some really awful companies. And the only way I could get myself back into speaking about leadership was to go back over everything I'd learned prior. And I picked the what I'll call the four roots of leadership. So the four things that if you're really clear on, that you can be really solid in your leadership role. And I refer to them as roots because while we use the term foundation, when I picture foundations in my head, it's for a building, solid and strong, but they don't move. Or pillars, right? They're all very towering and intimidating. So I called it roots because roots makes you think of a tree. And the idea is that that we can be solid and stay stay grounded, but we can we can bend and shift. And I think we need now more than ever to be able to bend and shift. There's The world has changed so much. The role of a leader is so much harder now because of, I think it's positive, but just way more acceptance. We're not in that world of you do X, Y, and Z, and that's it. We're now more in the world of, hey, we'd like to do these things. What are all of your thoughts? And so we can bend and shift with that. And then the world changes on a dime. So having these four roots now we can be solid in who we are and who we want to be as a company and as a leader, but still be able to shift as the world shifts and changes. So that's the 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 basis of the book. Um, and well, the, we can go into the four roots, but <laughs> but basically one of them is knowing your role. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we'll definitely. Uh, well, we might have once the books is launched, maybe we'll uh, we'll do a. Um, a follow-up to that and and we can we can definitely share those so we're gonna put a link when the book comes out that link will be there so if you're listening to this uh after january 2023 uh check the show notes and beneath the video because the link is there uh and we definitely highly recommend you go check that out now before i let you go on that um again on this theme of personal development i have we were talking about this before the Mm -hmm. episode about audible and how amazing audible has been to really consume content and a lot of learning 
especially, you know, you were mentioning drive time. It's uh, so yeah. cool to, to be able to do that. And uh, Audible has been a game changer for me because I've, you know, uh, and you'd think that I'm sponsored by Audible the way I'm saying this, but I'm not. <laughs> I was just going to ask. <laughs> but that. I just, it's been great. No, it's just been great because uh, I've probably well over 60 books in the last nice. two and a half years. Uh, so it, it's been a, a game changer. But I want to ask, and I ask this of all my guests, what is the must read book that you would recommend that our audience, you know, of business owners, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs uh, should listen to? So or read. I, I, yeah. you don't have to listen. To yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, we were, I was having the debate when I knew this question would be asked. And so I'm going to pick the book that I'm reading right now. Um, because for me, it's, it's really helping to solidify my own learning and it's called Ruthless Consistency. And it's by a gentleman named Michael Canick, I believe is how you say his name, C-A-N-I-C. Mm-hmm. And he just, to it. yeah, he is, uh, the book is just, again, like me, very practical in nature. He's very clear on the system to get somewhere. And he asks really, really good questions that you should be asking yourself. And it's reminding me that while I've created this course called Solopreneur to CEO, I haven't gone there. And it's maybe why I don't push that course as much as I I have the other ones, because I've not moved to that fully into that CEO mindset. And it's something I'm preparing for for 2023. And so for me right now, this book is really, really helping me to solidify myself back into that learning and stepping into that that thinking process. Amazing. And, you know, it never ceases to amaze me because I asked this question of all my guests. And so far, almost every guest, with the exception of maybe just three or four, uh, has said a different book. And okay. so we're getting quite a, quite a list uh, on the must read list and, and, and these little audio clips of why you recommend it. I've never heard of that book before, but I'm now because of you, I'm going to go check it out. And and it's going to end up on our list. And the, the I always take these recommendations seriously, and that ends up being one of the next uh, Audible listens that I'm going to listen. I should reach. I should send this clip to Audible and say, "Hey, Audible, listen to how much how many times I dropped your name. You should really sponsor this show." Um, <laughs> but I'm just big on. It's been huge because I struggled with um, focus. And reading for me was always very difficult. And so listening, listening that's to books great, has been yeah. great. So that's why I think I like podcasting so much because it is a uh, an audio and a listening thing versus a reading thing. So so I, I appreciate that recommendation. That's that's going to be awesome. That's going to fit nicely into our our uh, library of learning. You know, all all these learning resources, these great books that are being recommended. So we've got your book in there. And, awesome. and uh, now we've got this this one in here. So uh, that's amazing. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for being on the show and talking about this. I know we could probably go another hour because I know <laughs> yeah. there's no end to the stuff that you could uh, teach and help someone with when it comes to starting a team or managing their team. And especially if you're having any issues, like human resources issues with uh your team and you don't know what to do, Lisa should be your next call. All of her links are uh, beneath the video or in the show notes there. So there's no excuse for not reaching out. So I highly encourage you to do that. So, uh, so Lisa, thank you so much. Uh, And to our listeners, 
Uh, thank you so much. And Lisa, if you were to leave our audience with just mm -hmm. one final piece of advice or words of wisdom, what would you say to them? As a business owner, remember that you are taking the view from a balcony, not on the floor. You need to be up on a balcony so you can see further out and wider view of what your business is. I think those are excellent words to uh, live by uh, in, in, in our business because we definitely need to do that as business owners and excellent words to end this episode by. So thank you so much, Lisa, for being my guest on the show. Thank you to my audience. And uh, look, go out there, keep being awesome, pursue your dreams and get that business out there in as big as way as possible. Make that positive impact on the world that I know you wanted to create when you started your business. Keep moving forward, never ever give up, and we will see you here on the next one. Thank you, everyone. This episode is brought to you by the Collaborators Toolkit. If you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, our free Collaborators Toolkit contains the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday business challenges and to access highly effective ideas that can grow your business exponentially. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to our show. You can get free instant access to the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting our website at www.collaboratorsunite.com forward slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Register today and I'll see you on the inside.